0: Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of the Blooming Inspired Podcast, and we are continuing our journey through the book of 1 John today, and I think we're going to read all of the epistles of 1 John as we wrap out this week. Um... So yesterday on Monday, well, last week we started with kind of this conversation that flows into the books of, of and the epistles of John. And so um, I want to kind of recap that we talked last week about laying our lives out before God, which very much is in line with 1 John chapter. One, where we lay our lives out before God and ask him to examine our lives, examine the pieces of our lives and set his fire upon them to consume the parts of our lives that are not like him so that we can live and make our dwelling place in him. And so we come to this idea of abiding. And yesterday we talked about abiding in the righteousness of Christ in 1 John chapter 3 up to verse 9. So we finished and we went back and read a little bit of chapter 2. We talked about some current events surrounding women and I just want you to know, I continue to be prayerful about that. And if there's anything else I need to bring to you with regard to what God's showing me, I will be happy to do so at, when the time comes. But for now, I want to leave my conversation right where I left it yesterday. If you have questions about that, you can email me admin at bloominginspirednetwork.com. And so with that said, let's go ahead and pray. And we're going to jump into scripture. If you want to grab your Bible, 1 John chapter 3, we're going to be in verse 10, but we're to back up and read the latter part um, from seven to nine and then we'll move right into our reading for today and I'm hoping to get through about half or maybe a little more of first John chapter four as we go along. So in first John chapter seven uh, chapter 3 verse 7 that's where I want you to, to put your finger. Father God, I just thank you that you have given us Christ as our righteousness, that through him we can walk in the righteousness of Christ, that there is a seed of deposit in us, that that deposit is the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit will grow and bring and produce life and sanctification in us towards perfection in Jesus Christ. Would you give us spiritual eyes to see, spiritual ears to hear, and a spiritual heart to know you more through today's reading and what I share through the podcast. I pray everyone in the sound of my voice would be affected and empowered by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So here we are. And um, in verse 7, it says, little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices." Jesus' righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. And he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. From the moment Jesus was manifested upon this earth, his purpose was singular in focus, to destroy the works of the devil and thereby save the people that God had committed him to save. The entire world. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him. And he cannot sin. Because he has been born of God. Verse ten, which begins our new reading, in this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message of what you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. So first John begins to tell us we need to do righteousness. Do righteousness. Live in righteousness. And he's going to get to it in chapter 4. But before we get there, he tells you. And this is what you've heard from the beginning. This is that gospel that you heard from the beginning. That we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was wicked and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. You see, the wicked hate the righteous. The wicked hate the righteous. And if we hate our brother... We are not of God. And who are our brothers? Our brothers are not just the people of our fellowship, not just the people of the church, not just Jerusalem. Our brothers are every human being of mankind because we were all born of one father, and that is God. And his lost children are just as important to him as his saved ones, and the ones that are walking out Things that are inconsistent with who He is are just as important to Him as the ones who are walking right in lockstep with Him. Oh, I may be be preaching. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from life to death because we love the brethren. He was not saying, here's a list of rules, follow them. He was saying, here is Jesus Christ, Live like him. Righteousness is living like Jesus lived. And you cannot live like Jesus lived if you do not know him through his word. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. We love our brothers. We love people. We love our mankind, we do good to all people, especially those in the household of the faith. But those outside of the faith, we love as well. Jesus didn't just give us examples of loving those who are like us. He gave us examples of loving those who are not like us. When he gave us the example of the good Samaritan who came along and helped a Jewish man being a Samaritan, that would have been violation of their culture cultural norms and standards. But the Samaritan considered that man his brother. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts his heart up from him, how does the love of God abide in him? See, the love of God should compel us to have compassion on people, to have empathy on people, and to meet them in their need, whether that need be physical, spiritual, emotional, emotional, We should be willing to meet people right in their place of need, get in that place of need with them and minister to the need. And then he says in verse 18, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed. See, we can't just speak it with our mouth. We have to walk it out in our actions and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts... Condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Here's the thing He's saying we do not walk in fear of what other people think of us. We do not walk in fear of what even our own heart might tell us about ourselves. We might not even walk in fear of what our past actions might tell us. Because let me tell you something if you woke up this morning and you're breathing and it's cold today, you got a chance to turn and repent. And to walk in a new direction towards Christ's likeness today. Towards the righteousness of Christ. Isn't that good? It says, I wrote this note, if, if, if my heart condemns me, God is greater than my heart. You see, Jesus was willing to sacrifice to the point of death. Physically. And this is a full expression of love, and whatever we ask, we receive from Him. We're in verse twenty-two. Oh, whoop! Let me back up. Verse twenty-one. Beloved says, "For if God, if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. See, He knows that thing you're going to confess before you even get to confession. Isn't that powerful?" He knows the thing you're going to confess before you even get to confession. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God, verse 21. And 22 says, and whatever we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing to him in his sight. And this is his commandment. This is his commandment. John just doesn't leave it for us to figure out on our own what the commandment is. He tells us that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and we should love one another. Jesus himself, he says, as he gave us his, this commandment, that Jesus himself gave us this commandment. And this is the commandment we should seek to pursue in our lives verse twenty four now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and let he ha huh, let me back up now he who keeps his commandments abides in him capital him, and he capital he in him lowercase him, and by this we know that he capital abides in us by the Spirit whom He, capital, has given us. Oh, come on. He abides in us by the Spirit He gave in us. Jesus Christ personally resides inside of us. He's that close. Believe in my Son and love one another. These are His commandments. These are His commandments. You are children of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. And we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. And by this we know that the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You see, the spirit of the world carries error. It's the knowledge of good and evil, and when we get off in the knowledge of good and evil, we get off in error. But when we come back to God, and He becomes our source, and we live from this place of abiding in His righteousness and beginning to abide in His love, the spirit of truth dwells inside of us. So we have the ability to test. So. We heard in chapter 2 that we don't need a teacher because the Spirit teaches us. The way we discern the spirits is to know the truth. And when the truth lives inside of us, we recognize truth because our spirit agrees with it. I'm going to pause, and and we're going to pick up right here in in, in chapter 4, verse 7 tomorrow, because I want to say some things. I was on Twitter today. And I don't do that very often. I, I, I reckon to to have a love hate relationship with Twitter. I see it as a necessary thing, but an evil thing. And and here's why. Because not everybody who has a voice should have a platform. There I said it. I exist. This this podcast exists to equip and empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. But I'm already saying it. Not everybody who has a voice should have a platform. And here's why. Because not everybody who calls himself a Christian is filtering their language through love the love of Christ for people they're filtering their language through love for themselves love for their own values love for their doctrines love for their denomination love for their own opinions love for God even but not love for people and that stands so contrary so contrary to what Scripture admonishes us to live from. Now, I'm not saying we cast aside all those other 618 laws that were given in the Deuteronomic Code and in Leviticus and Numbers and Exodus and so on. I'm not saying we cast it all out. I'm saying that if we sum it all up, it comes down to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He was sacrificed for your sin and He rose on the third day so that you could be victorious over sin. It's time to live in victory. And I'm on social media continually and I'm kind of finding the Facebook algorithm thing that only allows you to see 25 people might not be such a bad thing because I'm not likely to get in an argument with myself most of the time. And most of those people who I see on Facebook agree with me anyway. So I'm not likely to get in an argument. But I want to speak to this thing. Because I had a wonderful conversation with a woman on the phone before um, uh, yesterday. And uh, I'm going to be doing her radio show on Saturday. It's called The Love Cafe. It's on FBRN.US and the Love Cafe um, Radio.com website. And I'm going to be sharing my testimony about when my son passed away. And this woman and I come from very different backgrounds. We have very um, different lives. We have very. She has a. She, we are as diverse as diverse can be. But we have one thing in common, and that is we love Jesus. And I cannot like things, and I cannot agree with things, and I cannot not not. what I cannot not do is not love. Love is the key to everything. That's what she said in our phone call earlier. And it's so true. If we get better at loving people, we'll be less focused on the do's and the don'ts. And we'll be more focused on building God's kingdom on living from His righteousness. We cannot will ourselves into righteousness. Even if we're saved, we cannot will ourselves into righteousness. Righteousness comes from living close in proximity to the heart of the Father. And the way to the heart of the Father is through Jesus Christ. So today I want to challenge you to put your love on. God is greater than your condemning heart. There's nothing in your past, there's nothing in your life that you have overcome. Sure, they could probably put your name in in the search engine on Google or Safari and pull up a whole list of stuff you've done. They could probably pull up every tweet you've ever tweeted, every Facebook post you've ever posted. Everything that you've ever done is ready and available for somebody to find on the internet, but who cares if people hate you? Make your life a testimony to the righteousness of Christ at work in you. Be like Paul who says, Do I go on sinning so grace can abound more? No, I say. This is a line in the sand moment for me. I've never quite read these scriptures this way, and I've read them a lot. God is calling us up higher, friends. He's calling us up higher. He's calling us to a spirit and a state of excellence like we've never known in the church in this Western culture. He's not calling us to get our structure and our order right, though those things may be important. God is a God of order. But he's calling us to get our hearts set aright and to reach the people that we disdain the most with his overwhelming love. So today, my challenge to you is to get your heart set right before God. Father God, would you reckon our hearts right before you? Would you teach us the way of righteousness through your son, Jesus Christ? Would Holy Spirit come and remind us and awaken us and and stir up, get his broom out and start sweeping out the dusty places in our heart and make room for more, more of you, more of your love and more people. Give us compassion beyond compassion. Give us your compassion. Give us love beyond love. Give us your love. Give us empathy beyond empathy. And give it in full measure. Because when we love well, we love you. Thank you, God, that you're so good and you loved us so much. You'd send Jesus to die for us before we ever got to this day. And I thank you that you're redeeming Israel as we speak. And I thank you that you're redeeming the world alongside her. And that you're going to call your own home, and we will sit in glory with you, and we will praise you, and we will worship you forever. And I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I said yesterday, um, the October 11th through 13th retreat has been canceled. Um, there was just not enough registration. I had four people originally who indicated interest, and um, by the time Everything was ready to go. I had uh, several of them who were not able to make it. So um, we are doing the January 17th through 19th retreat, and I would love for you to come and be a part of that. So um, if you would like to do that, go to bloominginspirednetwork.com, bloominginspirednetwork.com, click on the Events tab. It should drop down a menu, and the second option for the prophetic retreat should be January 17th through the 19th. Be sure um, to go to our website, Subscribe to our website if you want to keep up with what we're doing. You'll get in your inbox the posts and the things that are coming out, including this podcast. If you want just the podcast, if you go listen to one of the podcasts on the website, you get a pop-up window, and it will invite you to subscribe just to the podcast. And then that will come to your inbox every day. We're so grateful that you're tuning in. We are fundraising so we can 501 c through this ministry. I'm praying now for the board of directors to come into place. And I know in God's perfect timing, it'll all work just the way it's supposed to. I'm grateful, grateful, grateful to speak into your lives today. But more than that, I'm grateful that God would redeem this broken, messed up life that I've lived. That He would pick me up when I stumble. He would... He would mend my heart when it's broken, that He would do everything He promised so I could speak to you like this today. I thank Him and I praise Him for you and I call on Him to bless you with His tremendous blessings. And as I close out today, I want to just say what I say almost every day. Remember that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your life blooming alive. Until tomorrow, this is Michelle Bentham, and I'm signing off.